Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Lock and Key Unlocked, a podcast about Lock and Key on Netflix, as well as the comic books by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 5 of Lock and Key on Netflix. Past is a prologue. Halfway through the season now. Big episode. And you know it's a big episode because it was written written by Meredith Averill and directed by Carlton Cuse, the two co-showrunners of the show. So it's a big one. It's an important one. Huge stuff goes down this episode. So go watch it because we're going to spoil it. But brief recap, broad overview here. We finally get the reveals by the end of the episode, thanks to Kinsey and Scott going inside of Eden's head, that Eden is a demon. And not only that, they find out that Gabe is Dodge is a demon as well. That's where we end the episode. But not only that, they find the memory key at Matheson Academy. Duncan has his memories back. And also, probably most importantly for Pete, in particular, uh, Bodhi has a play date with Rufus and finds nah. out there were two dodges. So everybody has a bunch of information now that they didn't have before. And the cliffhanger at the end of the episode is Gabe is at the door. Yo. Oh, man. This ding episode. Dong. Ding dong. Gabe at the door. Uh, the fact that this is the fifth episode, I would be like, how many episodes of this season? Because this I was I can't believe they're going yeah. so hard right now. Yeah, um, I thought this was going to be a sort of a we were going to learn a couple no, things here that's and there. What makes we me get nervous. it all. It's all happening already, and there's so much to go. Like I'm, oh, the Ooh. rest of the season is going to be real time. Them like peeking through the door and being like, "He's still there. He's still yeah. there." <laughs> <laughs> Turn, Turn the lights off. Turn the lights yeah. off. <laughs> Flicker them a little bit so he thinks there's lightning and gets scared. Um, and. I mean, just the revelations, the fact that we see Gracie the car, we know some of the issues with the car. The focus is, I'm I'm purely talking about the car here. Gracie the the car. car. You're constantly talking about the car. I'm a huge fan of the car. I'm Mm -hmm. sort of the gearhead on the podcast. (laughs) When you're you're talking about cars, you're talking to JT, uh, the mechanic. Yeah, me too. Gracie is a red car. Yes, so, with four so, wheels. And l- <laughs> let me just ask you, Justin, you saw uh, the moniker, uh, the judge on the side of the DG- D- GTO. I'm sure you noticed that. Oh, 100%. The GTO is the name of the car mm. because it's like go with a T in the middle. Did you see that windshield? Yes. That ha- it had and, one. And you, it had one. You know about and, the, the, the judge, like that moniker that they put on that. And, and it 100%. Tells, like I said, I'm you know, the gearhead and no one – no one could ever challenge me on here that, and I gotta judge. say, yeah. here comes the judge I'm car because nice. that's a car. The GTO is a car for judges. <laughs> is why it, that's why it says that. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, uh, it's, actually, GT, GTO actually stands for going to orate because judges love to talk. Oh wow, this is really interesting. Nice. nice. I'm glad uh, to learn all of this. 
Yeah, Actually, Ruth Bader Ginsburg drove one of those for a long time. Uh, I heard she was in... buried in it. <laughs> <laughs> too dark. Too dark. Maybe too dark. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff. Well, since we're already talking, about what's going on, Pete? What are you talking about? I was going to say that yes. what's exciting about the uh, so the judge is a limited edition in 1969. Pontiac uh, put out this labeling of the GTO, the judge. Because and what's crazy to think about now, but the sales dipped of the GTO. Now they're very sought after. Uh, so if the, if you get ones that are labeled the Judge, that's like a special edition one. So these are even harder to find. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I was about to get into those details, and then also <laughs> the fact that the carburetor looks like it needs some work. Mm. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that the car has space under it so the Duncan can work. Yeah, it's off the ground. That was cool. That was really cool. What? uh, So let's talk about Duncan, just because we're starting off in that place. Uh, I know I mentioned this in the last episode, but Aaron Ashmore is killing it this season. I love, uh, part of it is the direction from Carlton Cuse, but I just love the way you see his brain breaking in real time as he's struggling with knowing about magic, having these memories, but also the magic preventing him from remembering it. It's a really fascinating and interesting thing to watch. It's, I mean, the like to see an actor like kind of go through this and not think about like, oh, this is an actor making these, like, it's really impressive because it's like, I can't imagine reading this and being like, okay, now act like you've just got all your memories back, but it's too much for you. Okay, now be happy your memories are back because they finally make sense to you. Like the just the fact that like he is conveying this in such a way that it's like really reading and being like, oh my god, this is so good. Is a hundred percent. I mean, th- this show has great acting across the board. For instance, did you know that the um, the car, the Gracie, is actually played <laughs> by a Mini Cooper? Oh wow! Uh, performing as a wow. judge, as the judge, that GTO. Yeah. That's the that's the same Mini Cooper from the Italian Job, right? <laughs> yes, <100%. laughs> hasn't worked since. But I'm Alex really flexing his car car movie. <laughs> one thing I know, actually, I know the thing. Mini Cooper got a, a nod in one of the Fast and Furious movies. So, oh wow, that's really cool. Uh, great. Wow. <laughs> Who knows the most about cars on this show? Let's see if we can find out. So Uncle Duncan is great in this episode. I also like the fact that I, I slightly wish we dealt a little bit more with the fact that he all but abused Bodhi in the last episode. I don't know how they would yep. have emotionally dealt with that necessarily, but having Bodhi go off and do something else and be with Rufus was a nice tonic to that after the pain yeah. of watching that happen the last episode. Um, but... But yeah, you have that connection there, and he's clearly way deeper into it and getting way worse over the course of the episode, and it's really hard to watch. When I like the way they sort of played against it, like he wasn't like in his room, like pulling his hair out. It was very much him being like, I'm going to do what I can control. That's how bad I am. And I thought it was, and we see it through the eyes of Bodie and Kinsey and Tyler watching him and feeling guilty because they did this and just this tension and stress of the whole thing. So I thought that was really cool. And then the moment when they get the memory key. Um, finally, another key that we can jam into some skin. <laughs> what also, is that? also, why would a memory key you jam into somebody's chest? Like, what? A, what's that well, about? I, like, I think it's it, meant- even on the key, key. It looks like you put it in the third eye type of situation, mm-hmm. but no, no. And I also, yes. I will say, I thought it was going to be the heart, and then it was just sort of his peck. Yeah, yeah it was his pecs. Like, 
I mean, that's um, that's where my memories come from. My favorite memories are right here, just above the nip. I agree with uh, you. That was weird. I'm not quite sure why they didn't do the head, because that would have been the most obvious thing, having like the right opposite. Here. Yeah, I mean, you got the head key on the back of the neck. You've got the memory key in the peck now, but should probably be in the front of the head. It, should, wait, it looked like it would one? be a third eye situation just on the design of the key. Yeah, you have the goop key that you just sort of jab into people's uh, backs. I jab that anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, yeah anywhere. that's the nice thing about the goop key. Mm-hmm. You can fit that anywhere. Yes. Goop key. That's what Gwyneth uh, Paltrow says. The, yeah. <laughs> sure, that's what she she has too much access to keys, Gwyneth. Mm-hmm. Uh the but I when when his memories are unlocked, um, that was such an emotional moment for a character like that we were talking about. Wasn't a huge focus in season one. It was sort of there for like some funny like will they get caught doing magic stuff. And this season it's like sad, sad, sad. And then we get this moment, and I was very sentimental about that moment as well. It was really really well done. I thought. Yeah, getting to see him hug everybody, and it's also kind of incredible at the end of this episode that. In any other episode, that should be the big thing. That's where you end the episode. But there are like five things that happen on top of each other where you don't even have time to deal with. Well, that's the thing. They were hugging and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is nice, <laughs> but come on. Game's well, coming, that, you assholes. That's that's what I also uh, like in the, like the moment you're describing where Kinsey's there and she's so upset, like they're in serious danger. But she's also so happy for Duncan in that yeah. one little moment. That that was great. And then and at the same time, Tyler's like, he pulls that key out and he's like, I have to go right now to <laughs> yes. go to my ex-girlfriend and just turn it up. Yeah. yeah. I do like, this is nothing against Jackie necessarily, but I do think Duncan and what's going on with Duncan do a really good job of amping up the need for the memory key because it's sad what's happening with Jackie. The actress is playing it really well, but ultimately she's going to be fine. She's going to be okay long term if she forgets this stuff. Duncan, they broke. Like, they straight up broke Duncan, yeah, and he might did. die if they don't get the memory key, it feels like. So it gives it a much more energy in this episode for this team-up when they go to Mathenus Academy and they're searching for the memory key, um, which I thought was kind of nice. And but, I, Oh, go ahead, Pete. I was going to say, speaking of Jackie, like, you know, it was tough because she's going through so much and then it's like the sick party, but it's like for her, but it's not, you know? So it's also this interesting, like her being kind of out of place a little bit uh, is kind of uh, just kind of reverberating in this episode. And it's just an interesting choice to for the character, you know, because they could have easily been like, yeah, it's a party for me, you know, but like her not wanting the party for somebody just throws parties for whatever. I thought it was such a cool kind of metaphor for what she's going through. Pete, but it's funny you say that. I'm actually throwing a party for you um, uh, in Times Square on New Year's Eve. Oh, and man. I really, I really want you to be there. All right. Well, as long as there's a sign that says "Happy Birthday Pete" somewhere, you know, hundred <laughs> percent. Happy Birthday Pizza. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you listening, Pete does share his birthday with pizza. <laughs> Always. Born on the same day. Always. Yeah. I do, twins, think, you're, I do think you're right, though, Pete, because a lot of what Jackie is going through is all about growing up. Like that's the main thing of the show, right? So the fact that she's not interested in hanging out at a high school party where everybody's getting wasted and they're wrecking shit and they're going on oh, parades man. through the hallway. Keg stands. Keg stands. Chugging. Um, it's, yeah, it's the opposite of Eden, who is this all id what? demon. Don't throw that in there. 
Wait, what? The butt chugging scene? <laughs> it wasn't a butt chugging scene, bro. No, that was a good scene. I nope. like that scene. Yeah, that was that was the You're thinking of the John key, Cena movie. The key to drinking <laughs> unlocks in the, in the butt. <laughs> As we've talked about on this podcast. You couldn't already. even make it through that sentence without As we've talked about on this podcast, you gotta unlock your butthole. The, unlock your uh, butthole. Let me be honest, Stop. when I started that idea, I was in a bad <laughs> that was a bad choice. Yeah. Sure was, buddy. Sure was. <laughs> Yet here we are. But we do get the opposite of Eden here, who is getting drunk. And it's interesting to see that a, because she's in a human body, she still can get wasted and fall asleep. Yeah. I think that was and this is maybe lauding it too much, but like that was a nice little bit of continuity. You know, there is a difference between yeah. Gabe yeah. and Eden in terms of how they are demons. And it's nice that the show doesn't forget that. Well, like, yeah, because Gabe Dodge is an echo, so there has, like, super strength. He, like, breaks the lock there um, in the moment uh, when they're looking at the trophy case. I agree. Like, that was cool. And it's, again, the villains in this show make mistakes in a way that I think is – it's just great. Yeah, Uh, the drunken – Eden being like, you know, like, just before she passes out, being like, I'm going to kill you when I wake up. But shouts to Eden that at that party, she beat a dude uh, arm wrestling, drank a bottle of like liquor, and then smashed it. And everyone was like, that's who she is. Nothing, <laughs> nothing to Eden. see here. That's definitely like, yeah, not right. our friend as a demon. That's yeah, just regular who she old is. Eden. Normal regular Eden old behavior. Eden. <laughs> like, how much of that had she done already in her yeah. normal life before yeah. she had a demon? Also, like, if I watched somebody chug that much straight alcohol, uh, I would be immediately concerned. Like, you can't drink yeah. it that fast. Like, I don't know, Pete. You and I went to see Leaving Las Vegas, and you had no problems with it. You said it was a very funny yeah. movie. You are and... like, what a great comedy we just watched. <laughs> all all you kept saying is, I love Nicolas Cage. Good actor. This is like a great Con Air sequel, is what you said. When we walked Con Air 2, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas. Con Air 2. Con Air yeah. 2. Same, same character. Uh, yes. Um, I don't drink that much liquor. Go ahead, yeah, Justin. Yeah. That's right. The comments I made about butt chugging were um, ill-advised. <laughs> also, it was weird to see her like chug alcohol, like straight alcohol, and then also do jello shots. I was like, that's not going to do That's why she fell asleep. Point. She was mixing it. Oh, there was the jello yeah. shots. Was the mix. Really, yeah. Jello put puts me edge. right to sleep <laughs> the same way. <laughs> Uh, jello shots are what the key that unlocks your mouth to a good time. Mm. Oh boy. So while we're talking about Eden and this party, we should probably talk about Kinsey going inside of her head. First of all, oh. weird little detail that she brought the head key there. Like, I don't know how she planned for, hmm, Ken, uh, Eden's going to fall asleep and I'm going to go inside of her head. Well, I think, what we, and we see there's a great moment where Tyler and Bodie are exchanging keys and Gabe's mm-hmm. watching and they, I think they just always have the keys on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I put I them on the keychain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did, uh, before I get back to Eden, I love that moment because I love the shot of Gabe being so frustrated oh, he can't so just take the keys as from they just go <laughs> Yeah, he can't do face. it. <laughs> Great reaction. It was there. funny. Yeah, very funny. Very funny moment. But um, Eden does fall asleep. Like they go inside the, what is it, hat, hat box? Makeup box, I, I guess. I thought it was like a, a adorable purse, but maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah maybe it's a clutch. Because there's yeah. a comb on the Just lids. three guys try to figure out what this big pot was. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a clutch. Uh, yeah, I think it's um, like a makeup case. Yeah, whatever it's it is. Definitely it's definitely not a mysterious. hat box. It's very yeah. mysterious. Not a hat box? Did you say a hat box? It's definitely not a hat box. Did, no. did somebody say that? It's like a makeup case. 
Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, nobody contact us and let us know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they go inside that. This is something we speculated a little bit about the trailer. We get this very creepy, very Doctor Who style sequence with the mannequins chasing them, the oh. goop going all over the makeup counters. I thought that was very cool. Very well filmed. Uh, so really creepy. Yeah. A lot. To have those like mannequins attack like that was uh, really creepy, and also felt very eighties in all the right ways. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a cool. I mean, that's the fun thing of like what's gonna be, what's it gonna be like going in their head, and like it looks like a horror cosmetic store. Uh, but it was so cool. The uh, inside the perfume bottles were the memories, so that was neat to see. But it really was driving me nuts how lazy. You know, like how, like, oh, wow, she's a demon. Oh, wow, we should get out of here. Yeah, but let's look at a couple more. I was like, get the fuck out of there. And it was, I mean, it was the right choice. We get everything in this moment. And I also thought it was funny. Scott was like looking at it and be like, oh, no, this is this is pretty serious. But he's also sort of like. Gabe is an asshole. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and he he doesn't just tell Kinsey. He like is like, oh, have a look oh, at this. This is so bad. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I feel so bad. Ooh. I tried to tell you, but here oh, you so go. Sorry. You should see it for, this for yourself. No. Oh, he's a demon. That's really bad news. Uh, <laughs> I it, Like you were saying, Pete, I did love the production design here. I loved Eden dancing on all the screens. And then when yeah. the mannequins attacked, it turned oh. to her just staring at them, which was very yeah. creepy and well done but that whole sequence great and like you were saying Justin yeah I think they have the keys on them all the time clearly they have the matchstick key which they use as a weapon great lets them get out of there just in time and they bring the information back but uh, this sequence was awesome also so cool the shaking I mean that's a rough gig like hey we just found out this is a demon you stay with this demon I'm gonna go just stay in this room at a party with a demon I'm sure you're gonna be fine I'm just gonna go there was a lot of stuff in the episode where I was like, you want Gabe to go with Tyler alone? <laughs> or or you want him to watch Eden? Or you want, uh, uh, who, who was the last one? Like, oh, you stay and do that. I was like, there's so much um, passing off of people in a way that, that was fun and it turned out to be great. Yeah, and Aaron volunteering to be like, hey, I'll watch Uncle Dunk, even though yeah, every time yeah. he sees me he has a fucking meltdown. But I'm going to be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. You go to a party. I did like the fact, which uh, we've talked about this dynamic quite a bit, but I did like the fact that Eden is kind of right. Like right at the beginning of the episode, she says, why don't we just kill Kinsey? What are we doing? Why are, why are we bouncing around and all this? And Gabe's like, no, I'll take care of it myself. And he's like, fine, I'm going to get wasted at this party. I'll take care of it. I'll do it. But she's the one that's actually being proactive. And Gabe is screwing up so hard. Wait, 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 wait. You're criticizing the fact that uh, Gabe is trying to work the system within without revealing his thing. I think it's he's doing it's a, bad a job. smart. His 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 lies are piling up. Yeah, he yeah. just walks into the house, walks into Kinsey's bedroom when he knows she is there because it's Bodhi the music box. He can see well, it. He can't. But that's stay what. Out. Yeah, he he went there. I think uh, two things. One, we're with the villains so much in this season of the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is the episode that it flips, I think, and we probably will be with them less, and they'll be more sort of the outside, but we're just gonna riding with them. Which is going to because that watching Evil Gabe bicycle through a town is just really enjoyable. I mean, those yeah. shots are real nice. You can tell uh, by the scowl that this guy is evil. Yeah. Man, you like bikes now, too? Are you a bike yeah. guy? <laughs> I love it. Bikes are the original cars. Mm. That's right. They have two wheels. 
<laughs> yeah, oh. and shiny, mm-hmm. shiny. Beep, you know, a lot of Pete, you should know, a lot of bikes have the word "huffy" uh, written on the side of them, and that <laughs> goes back. Um, that goes back to a time when when you ride, you're huffing and puffing because it's oh it's, wow, like a big boy wolf. I get it. Uh-huh. Yep, Alex knows. Alex, you know about a bike movie or something, right? Uh, yeah, uh, ET. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the bike for me too. Yeah. Oh uh, so what I was saying was like we're with the villains so much we're riding with them and uh, and a bicycle and second like Gabe clearly for however you want to like the Echo or the Demon cares about Kinsey wants to is either in love with her or what his version uh, its version of love is he has the chance to put the key in the music box take control of her and figure figure out his evil plan. He doesn't. He puts the key away because he wants to win her over in that moment. And I thought that was just a cool little subtle change where he's blowing it. But it's uh, it's a smarter play when you think about it. Like getting her to be okay with him is going to work longer in the long run than him just being like, I'm evil, fuck you, pushes her in the closet and takes what he wants. Like, I mean, I sort of disagree with you. I think, I, I think he, he's he's going for the long play, I think is smarter than just, you know... Uh, I think uh, he needs to start going for the short play, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Like, he does the same thing with Tyler, though, where the entire time he's like, hey, why don't we just go hang out? I'll help. And Tyler's like, great. And then yeah. he's like, hey, I'm going to ask you 50 million questions about keys because I have no chill whatsoever. And then I'm going to follow you around and insist that I come home with you. And it's just it's too much. Like, it's too much to the point that even if they hadn't seen the memories in Eden's head, they would have figured it out pretty quickly at this point because Gabe is just giving up the game. And that I will say, though, Gabe. Gabe learns by, through this plan, this sort of improvised bad plan. He does learn that Duncan can make keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Tyler sort of says, oh, maybe because he was the most innocent. So, so I think we're going to find later it's it's Bodhi that's going to become the key maker here. He's the most innocent. Yeah. And that gives him sort of a lot of information that gets him closer to actually making the mm-hmm. key. Because I don't think Kinsey could actually make a key despite the fact that he thinks that she can. Uh, also, speaking of Bodhi, Bodie's going to be so bummed. He finally figures out there was two dodges and one of them's probably Gabe. He's going to come back so excited and they're going to be like, we know already, Bodhi. I mean, that's going to be tough. But Bodhi's going to bring the very sad news that Rufus's mom is who they pushed into the black door. Yeah, that's the big thing that they need to figure out because Kinsey says that at the end. She's like, wait, who do we throw through there then? So they're going to be able to figure that out. I do think it's still a crucial piece of information that he's going to bring back. It was also so great to see Rufus again. We kind of blew past that. Did he get taller? He's yes. so tall. Much taller. So tall. So tall. I was like, who's that 30-year-old man there where <laughs> Rufus was? Oh, my goodness. So tall, like twice the size of Bodie at this point, who also, mm-hmm. mind you, Jackson Robert Scott, who plays Bodie, has also gotten taller. But yeah. Rufus, exponentially taller. But love the scene of them together. I thought that was great. So great. Loved him bringing the gummy bear hand or foot. <laughs> or whatever piece uh, so was. funny. Very funny. Uh, and also loved the way that they worked in an important piece of Rufus mythology from the comic book, which is that he creates these... There's this great issue of the comic book yeah. where he imagines, what is it, uh, not Squadron Sinister or something like that? Squadron Strange. Squadron Strange. Uh, this sort of like sci-fi, G.I. Joe, Howling Commandos type thing. Uh, Sergeant Fury, I think. Not Sergeant Fury. Uh, 
the what's the DC version? Do you guys know uh, the haunted tank thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Sergeant like all Rock. of those old Sergeant Rock. Sergeant Rock and the Howling Commanders. There you go. Uh, so it's sort of like that in the comic book where he's imagining this mission as he goes back to, in the comic, it's called Lovecraft instead of Matheson. Uh, and it just flits between these two things. So to see him have a comic book kind of in that style, I thought was a really neat Easter egg for fans. And I, I really wanted fun. the art to look like Gabriel Rodriguez's art. Yeah, but... I thought the same thing. I think that I agree with the choice. It was better for the classic look of it. I wonder who actually drew that comic, though. Yeah. Hmm. And why um, they didn't get Gabriel Rodriguez. Well, because Rufus isn't going to be able to draw like Gabriel Rodriguez. Yeah, but Gabriel, fucking Gabriel Rodriguez did the art for luck. I know, I know. It would look too um, professional if he did it. Yeah, I think that's would, right. Awesome. But maybe he did do it. Maybe he uh, younged down his style. Bit. Yeah, yeah. It could be. I, um, I no really love it. We'll never know. We'll never uh, I, I love Rufus's treehouse. Sick treehouse. Oh, sick treehouse. Really well done. I love also that Rufus sent a photograph of his door. Door, like very smart. Bodie and Rufus, they are the the two. They're the duo here. Yeah, exactly. Take down anybody. I really believe they're going to wreck shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I also, while we're on talking about um, great places, how about Kinsey's bathroom? She's got her own big bathroom. That was a very nice bathroom. I definitely. It's a huge had, house, Justin. Why did you not think there was more than one? Everyone bathroom? gets their own bathroom. That's just pure. Keyhouse was built like two hundred years, three hundred years ago, and they were like, "Let's make sure every room has a bathroom." That was yeah. before bathrooms were even inside the house. Yeah, <laughs> back in that day, they just had one hole in the center of the front uh-huh. hall, and that's where everybody yeah, that's, went. That's not true. Yep, yeah. the bathroom was in the center of the living room. <laughs> and that's the way I wish we'd go back. You yeah. know, I'm tired of hiding yeah. in my own little bathroom. I like the way this guy thinks. I'm going to vote for you. (laughs) I did have the same reaction, though. I did have the same reaction when they went to the bathroom. I was like, oh, has that always been right off the set? (laughs) Wow. Really nice. Very cool. Really great. We should talk about Nina a little bit because Nina has a great date with Hot Josh. Evil Josh. Josh. Hot Josh, not only great at conversation and a good guy, but also knows how to cook spaghetti. Uh, well, he's a little too hot to cook well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you noticed, but the burners weren't actually on. He was just gazing at the pots <laughs> yeah. and they were cooking on their own. I do love, I, one of my absolute favorite things on TV shows is that if you want to prove that a guy is like a good boyfriend or husband or something, he is either cooking spaghetti and lets you taste the sauce or he's cooking yep. eggs. No, nothing else. No other dishes are ever made. What else TV. is there to eat? Yeah, yeah exactly. What but he's you? always like, try this. And like, oh, this is really good. Well, you want to see where he's like deep frying an oyster or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want to see? Literally anything else. Anybody can make spaghetti and sauce. That's not Once a huge skill. Shucks and corn? What do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Josh, I can't believe you're emulsifying uh, <laughs> hey, your you goat cheese ice quiche? cream, Josh. <laughs> I don't know. It's the same scene every time. And the women are always like, that's amazing. You made your own sauce. Let's go upstairs and have sex. And it's just like, you know, there's nothing like a good man. sauce, though. Come on. I mean, yeah. there are other things to make. I would love to have sex with you, Nina, but my pork butt is finished its sixth <laughs> hour of smoking, yeah, and I need to finish <laughs> the barbecue sauce. Um, yeah, this I love the oh, fact, the pasta, the arbiata fact he drops uh, in this moment. 
they do they their scenes have feel the most like teenagers mm-hmm. in an interesting way and uh Nina the the young the young locks are f- like dealing with all this adult shit yeah. and Nina's like I'm flirting Ooh, here but I'm also yeah. don't know if I like this like it's very very funny that that's the way they're playing it but what do we think about Josh Nina gives him this ledger that Ooh. is all the old information about Keyhouse He's very excited about it to the point where he's like, thank you. This is Get all I here. need you for. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she even says. And then he can't find the whispering iron. So he knows. And he then there's knew the sketch was of, the, of the gateway. Yeah. yeah. Of the black door without yeah. the doorway, mind you. Yeah. Uh, so w- is he just researching this? Is this like uh, like we talked about? He's uh, descended from the demon person. Yeah. What also what's his stake here? He was really shitty to his student who was returning a book, and uh, you know, again, proving my point. Evil Josh. I don't know. He was about to, you know, with Nina. Yeah. So he could have at least said thank you. I'm sorry. His, I'm his pot right was now. about to boil over. If you know what oh, I mean. Boy. Oh, Plus, I'm like, hey, student, return the book in the morning. Go to bed. Mm-hmm. Go do something else. I also thought it was weird. It was like just Josh, Nina, date, and then all of a sudden they open the door. There's like 50 students bustling <laughs> well, around. I was like, well, geez. His oh, house yeah. is right on Lock the Lock your door, dude. Lock your door. He lives in the dorm. He's yeah. like an RA. Yeah. I don't get necessarily a duplicitous vibe from him in this episode. I actually really bought him getting the ledger and being totally into it because he's a historian and that's what he geeks out about. And I think at that point she knows I'm going to add this to you. That's cool. I'm going to leave you with your book. You're going to have a great time. And that's pretty much it. So I actually thought it was a very sweet, nice moment when he was handing it to her, but the black door and the ominous tone over there certainly points to something further. Exactly. Yes, evil and I guy. have a new because I don't think he's evil either. But now I'm worried, and I said that he's either going to be are evil blinded or he's... by his hotness. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, I we, mean, I know. Yes, that's the point. Absolutely. Um, he, uh, the I think I said he's either too. He's either going to um, be evil or he's going to die. I now think maybe he's going to end up with a demon in him. Mm. I Ooh. thought you were going to say I now think both. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. maybe he'll end up in a demon. He certainly seems fascinated by this, and it certainly seems to be leading him towards the black door in some way, which is bad news for absolutely anybody. But yeah. like we're talking about, it's not 100% clear what his place in the overall arc of the season necessarily is yet. Can, but, can we also talk, like he said, cold spaghetti on the couch is nothing better. And I was like, is really cold spaghetti? This like is what it? I'm saying, man. <laughs> I'm fine with everything else. He's a hot guy. He's got some great stubble going on, but it's cold food, pizza he's got to try for a sure. Yeah. Well, let cold me say spaghetti. this: What are you doing? You're just because you share your birthday with pizza doesn't mean you have to talk about it all the time. Um, <laughs> I think two things about that: any meal you have right after you have sex is going to be good. <laughs> Like, oh, let's root rooting around in this trash. Nothing better. <laughs> Eating cigarettes a. straight from the carton. Oh, B. Mm. <laughs> I love a fresh cigarette right out of the carton. Oh, right B, out of the carton. If that pasta had time to get cold, they were doing it for a while. Well, a while, yeah. Good. Because that him. was hot. It was hot him. when they Good started on making her. It. I'm sorry. I don't want to yeah. be. Misogynistic. Good for her for holding out that long. Beth and (laughs) what holding out? What did you say? Did you just say? (laughs) Get out of here! Holding on. It's real. In charge of two humans. I'm very concerned. Soon. 
<laughs> you sound like you were you were you were describing cars earlier. By the way, Alex. <laughs> Oh, Just like the sex scene in The Italian Job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite. Two cars. Beep, beep. Oh, beep, beep. I know that works. I know. I, yeah, I when cars it. beep, that's then they're having orgasms. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so. That's what Alex thinks. They're having orgasms outside my window all night, every night. <laughs> Keep calling 311, but they're like, I, you're well, crazy, sir. <laughs> your house is a popular car hookup spot. Mm-hmm. Please yeah, come. I know that because I'm a gearhead. <laughs> Through on the New York City government keeps telling me stop calling us and telling us the cars are orgasming outside your window. <laughs> this is what sucks. We turned a really call. great episode of television into something horrible and creepy. And I feel bad about that. New York City Mayor Bill De Blasio has to make a statement about the orgasming car <laughs> situation. <sighs> Where were we we talking about chowder? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, wow. Real chowder party going on here, if you know what I mean. Um, I think we've covered mostly everything. Are there any other moments that you guys want to call out in particular from the episode? Well, I think it's worth calling them out. And we talked about this a little bit, but like the Locke family learns everything in this episode the the switch um has fully flipped over and now they are in power and gabe walks up and they have to somehow keep it cool here and out fox dodge um eden seems well eden's probably a little hungover at least for the next day um but things are escalating very quickly here they got the memory key they got uh they've got duncan on their side now they can go get Jackie if they if that happens, or maybe there'll be another emotional solution there. But what do we think on episode five to have this much happening? Yeah, uh, Pete, it's it's very exciting. I'm very. I think that this season is moving at a great clip. It's been really a, a riveting television. Um, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about. It was great to see Logan again. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was good seeing him again. I like, I mean, to that point, it's nice that they have the town of Matheson fleshed out enough that they can have these characters popping out. They also had Javi, who was the guy who was throwing the party, who's just like this background frat dude. So, yeah, super fun to see him again. Also, it was very interesting that, like, Gabe was the one that helped. Like, they were just staring at trophies, and Gabe was like, hey, didn't your dad do theater? Like, Yeah. How is that not the second place you guys would go? But it was interesting that kind of like Gabe led them to it. Well, I love that moment that we get him sort of looking at the picture of Lucas and feeling sentimental. Like, yeah, I think we're seeing that there's more to Dodge. There's an emotional quotient here that we haven't yeah. really seen. Yeah. And, and the fact that he also lost his filter for a little bit where he's like, oh, my God, they look so happy. And he was like, they were. I was like, oh, shit. Well, yeah. Pete, well, and also, given all that, does this give you more hope for Ginzi? You're a Ginzi shipper. So do you think, given that Gabe is really feeling this humanity, are they going to work it out? Is there a chance Kinsey. for them? Scott and Kinsey. I can't be more clear about this. Ginzi. Do you prefer not- Cabe, then? Is that what you're saying instead of Ginzi? Is that the hashtag you want to use? <laughs> you shippers? Oh, my God. 
Demon, yep. you demon I, chippers. I, I, I do so like much. this, and I think Griffin Gluck is doing a really good job in this season and portraying a lot of different things at the same time, particularly given that in the first season he was asked to portray nerd, and that was pretty much it. Stretching yeah, him dweeb. this far is a huge leap forward. Um, same as we were talking about for Aaron Ashmore. They're really pushing everybody very hard this season, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. And how, what did you guys feel? How, or how did you feel about the music transition from the Nina Josh sex scene into yeah. Gabe looking at that photo? Did it feel, did that feel good? <laughs> I, I missed that. I, that's no, the scene. It's they're, they're like yeah. starting to really make out music starts. And then it transitions to Gabe looking sentimentally at that. Do you think he's going to have sex with that picture? Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's why I'm not lost saying that. I'm just saying that was an interesting, sure. the, the music sort of carries across the scene. I guess we'll have um, to see what develops. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. uh, also, speaking of uh, Gabe frustrating moments, when he got to watch as the Hercules key was used, it was also another fun, like, Gabe moment. Like, oh, mm-hmm. man. And it almost looked like he was wondering if, like, if he uses the Hercules key, if I could still take him, if Gabe thinks he's strong. I do want to ask you guys, what did you think about the fact that there was a key hidden outside of Key House? As a comic book fan, that was a little weird to me. Oh, interesting. You know? Um, I would yeah, I, I thought it was going to end up being back at Key House. Or I thought it was going to be like in someone's head or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, I thought it was smart because I was thinking like you wouldn't want all the keys to be in the Key House just you know, it's spread it out in case you need, if you're somewhere else and you, you're in trouble, you can go and get a key somewhere. You know, I thought that having it by the school was a nice kind of like emergency situation. Yeah, it was fine. I was fine with it. It's just, it's something, they've definitely been stretching what can happen with the keys, where they are, how they work. And I understand that's a thing for the life of the show. There's just a part of it is like, no, they're all supposed to be in Key House. What are you doing? Come on. But it's okay. Do you think the do you think the key that Gabe is making is just the regular key that starts up Gracie? Oh, oh man. man. And as, as a present for Duncan? Yeah. For Duncan. I'm going <laughs> to give you a present. That would be pretty evil. Before we wrap up here, let's talk about the key moment in the episode. Pete, what was your key moment in this episode? Ooh. Um, this is tough. I'm going to have to say the key moment was the... Uh, Rufus being more a part of the team and being up to date mm. uh, and getting that bridge going because that's going to come in huge later. Um, so that, yeah, that's uh, getting Rufus uh, a part of the team and kind of like opening that door to his world. Uh, I'm excited about. Justin, what about you? Key moments in the episode? Uh, I think bringing, um, getting the memory key and getting Duncan on the team, I think is going to be huge. The team has expanded. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Aaron, we've got uh, Uncle Dunk, we've got the the Lock Kids, and then the ancillary players. Um, So I I think that's great. Gracie soon. Uh, Gracie the car. The talking car. Unlock. Yeah, Yeah, the talking car key. Can't wait to get into that. I mean, the big moment, the key moment is discovering that Gabe is Dodge. Like there's several of them in this in this episode like we've talked about. But that there, that changes everything for Kinsey, everything for everybody else. Gabe's secret is out there. All the locks know it and all of our heroes know it. And there's no turning back now. You know, I mean, I guess it's a super, mind you, it's a supernatural Not show. All the so locks, like, there is know. a way of turning it back and, and erasing everybody's memories potentially. But that would be a chump move. And I don't think the show is going to go for it. 
I agree with that. And I, you say all the locks know, but um, Pete said Nina doesn't know, but also Bodhi doesn't know. And I feel like he's going to roll in with the anywhere key and be like, whoa, what are you doing <laughs> to Gabe? Because uh, he has this weird friendship almost with Gabe. Uh, yeah. Well, to his little Dr. Pepper. Hands. I mean, come on. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah that's, that's endgame material. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I ended there. But if you would like to support our <laughs> podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Lock and Key, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, follow, and listen to the show at Lock and Key Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, keep it locked right here. <laughs>